This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. Well, this next guest is always up to something interesting. He's an investor, an entrepreneur in real estate and hospitality, uh, so involved in those worlds. Uh, delighted to have back with us because it's been a little while. Stefan DeBates, he's founder and president of the asset management firm Elevated Returns. They control the St. Regis Aspen Resort in Aspen, Colorado. Uh, they've got properties uh, around the globe, about a $1 billion portfolio. He's also founder and owner of Chef's Club, so a lot of ground to cover. Stefan, it is so nice to have have you here and I know you're in Aspen. Um, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me again on the show. Uh, no, it has been a wild year, just like for everybody else, but uh, it's been a, a good year for us. And uh, I have personally relocated to Aspen, Colorado, and it's such a beautiful place. So difficult to have a, a bad day in Aspen. Yeah, that's definitely true. I do feel like, I mean, we've done a lot of stories, speaking of real estate, uh, Stefan, about, um, Stefan, excuse me, how, um, you know, real estate there has really skyrocketed because a lot of people like yourself are trying to find a place where they can sort of have it all in some ways, especially in a world where a lot of it is remote and there's less focus on spending lots of time in big cities. And listen, I've spent some time in Aspen. It is gorgeous. That's right. That's right. I think I think what the pandemic has done and, and still doing every day is it just change the way that people look at their life and prioritize basically what is most important. And in my case, it was definitely the case and say, now that we've accepted the fact that we can do at least 40 to 60% of our work from home, why don't we go to a place where you have more bucks for the money and and you enjoy actually a better quality of life? So uh, you're right. The, the real estate market in Aspen is on fire. Uh, there is a wait list on all the school, which is never heard of. And uh, but still, you know, even if it's on fire, it's still a small town. Yeah, right. It doesn't look like uh, congested. Well, you know, one of the reasons, you know, for so many reasons, it's nice to catch up with you, Stefan. And one of the things, you know, I really wanted to talk to you because Jason and I, we talk so much with individuals in the real estate industry. And, you know, we've heard a lot of things about, you know, like you just talked about, we're finding out we can do like 40 to 60% of our work from home. In our case, we're doing most of it, if not all of it at home and still doing a broadcast um, and so on. But I do wonder what kind of shifts do you think, longer term shifts, will actually stay with the real estate real estate sector. You, you understand it. We, we hear about Silicon Valley, people leaving Silicon Valley, and they, you know, tech companies saying you can go work from home, and that means you can live wherever you want. So what within the real estate community, what of those trends caused by the pandemic will ultimately stick with us in your view? I, I think you're going to have a short-term impact than mm, okay. a probably a recovery towards what I call the mean one thing that we should never forget, we are social animals. So even though we want to go back and be in uh, beautiful properties, we're still going to need to mingle and socialize. That is what makes human beings human beings. Uh, but, but I think that the first trend that we certainly do see is people are moving into suburban life. I think that cooperation will have probably 
satellite office in uh, suburbia. I think that you're going to see a lot less international traveling for business. Mm. Uh, so I think the travel business is going to be impacted for a long time. And, and then we really need to take a view about what's going to be the cross-border traveling restriction. Uh, are people going to be forced to have vaccination? Are people going to need to carry a digital passport? We don't know that yet. But um, I think less international travel, certainly for the next three years, and a move to suburbia are the trend that I can see lasting for at least uh, three to five years. Stefan Debates, he is founder and president of Elevated Returns. He joins us on the phone from beautiful Aspen, Colorado. Um, so, Stefan, talk to us about technology, the blockchain. This is something mm. that I'm guessing most people hear blockchain and real estate, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? How does that all fit together? But uh, it's a really interesting and important innovation uh, that you're working on. So tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, the word blockchain always either going to excite people or they're going to scare them. The truly blockchain stands for, in the mind of people, as a technology that enables to use programming smart contract to represent an asset. So what we've done in our case, we took a real estate, we created a REIT structure, and we shopped the real estate in shares. And what we've done, we created digital representation of shares. And that basically allowed people on the street to go and buy or sell shares into a trophy asset that they like. Uh, at the end of the day, what, what investors have to remember, what they're buying is a share into the property. The blockchain technology, it's only the technological part that enables the transaction to take place. So I think that when we understand that we are in 2020 with beautiful innovation, and you think that most of paper transaction for real estate still happen on paper, you understand that there's probably room for a, a big revolution over the next five years. Well, that's, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that because I feel like, right, just go back, was it a year or so, I feel like ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, that everything was nonstop blockchain. And, you know, if anybody talked blockchain in terms of their company, they just took off like a rock, a uh, rocket rather. So I do wonder, you and know. And then a little bit like a rock. And then like a, a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So Stefan, I mean, you said about five years. I mean, do we start to see blockchain become much more part of kind of this accepted, you know, financial system? Well, I think what you're going to have, you're going to have a digitization of financial product. Mm. Uh, take a look at communication, for instance. 20 years ago, you and I would, would basically exchange information by sending a fax to each other. Then what happened? We had emails, technology taking place, and suddenly people are now exchanging communication through email, and they find new applications for communication, such as, scheduling uh, to go for a glass of wine over an email, something you would have never done over a fax. What's going to happen is I think the digitization of financial product will enable investors that are retail investors access to financial products that today they can't have access to. And I think that's going to be the true revolution because you were talking about this billionaire 
having a 1 billion private residence portfolio. Mm. Really, the man on the street, the, the, the American person, understand that real estate is a great investment. But nobody, very few people have a billion dollars to assemble a portfolio. So right. I think that once technology enables people to actually participate and, and enjoy uh, the privilege that a very few investors have today, that's going to be the true revolution. It's funny that you say that. I was talking to like the younger generation in my family, and I'm like, you know, when you think about investing, think about smart real estate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're right. That's a way to potentially access those bigger deals that most normal individuals cannot do that. Um, so it's an interesting uh, perspective on it. I wanted to ask you about chefs, the Chef's Club. Clubs, because you know, restaurants, man. They you you sounded rather upbeat when we started, but I think about restaurants in major cities. Certainly in New York City, they have had such a tough time. We've talked with Danielle Ballou, uh, so many others of the well-known chefs within the New York um, City world. And how are they doing? I've been to your chefs' club in New York. Loved it. Um, are they open? How are they doing? Okay, so. We actually, uh, we actually had a tough time as well because not only we're in the food and beverage business, but our DNA was traveling chefs, uh, bringing their experience from one country to another. So when you have closure of restaurants and you based on traveling and migration of chefs, you're having a hard time. So what we've decided to do is we've actually closed our restaurant in the big cities. We put the brand in the big cities in what I call hibernation. Uh, we are keeping our brand in, in places like Aspen uh, open simply because we actually understand the rules and we can actually make a business plan. I think what has been very, very difficult for the entire industry uh, in, in the major cities is ever-changing rules. Mm. And in order to stay in business, you need to raise capital. In order to raise capital, you need to have a business plan. But if you are not able to put on paper what the six or the next 12 months going to look like, it is super, super difficult. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our friends in, in the chef community have lost their job, lost their restaurant. It, it's really, really, really difficult for the industry. Yeah. How much do do you think the hospitality business? We have only got about a minute left here, Stefan. How how much does it change permanently? Like I say, it's it's too early to tell. I I, I believe in human beings. I think mm. we are social animal. We're gonna want to still to travel, but I think for the next three years, you have to look purely at resort leisure destination this one will do well yeah i'm a little bit concerned about the hotel in big metropolitans i think you're going to see lots of bankruptcies and lots of default on on those properties yeah yeah it's really uh it's going to be difficult to say the least stefan debates thank you so much founder so nice and president of elevated returns joining us on the phone from aspen colorado carol yeah, really nice guy. And, and I do love his perspective in terms of what he can see. And, you know, you're right, like in certain cities, like in Aspen, right, they it's it's different in terms of how the virus is impacting it. And he says, you know, they can figure out the rules and figure out how to operate. Um, but there are often changing rules in the major cities just based on virus cases and what's going on. It, it makes it really tricky to run a business.